Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Carter. Today is March 1st, 2022. Got a couple guys from uh, the coyote world on with us uh, today, so stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode uh, covering the uh, Great Lakes Tournament there on the west side and also the K-9 um, that was at Jay's Sporting Guns as well. So uh, stay tuned, follow along with us, and enjoy. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. Look at that top. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter, and this week we have a... uh, couple guys that uh, you probably, if you follow the coyote world, are pretty familiar with. Uh, Brad Musloff, Robert Sopish. Might know Robert from, you know, another endeavor that we'll dig into here a little bit deeper. Um, it involves some archery and some whitetail. Um, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I'm going to let each of these guys give you a little introduction about themselves. So welcome. Welcome on with us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is Robert. Hey Robert, seems how uh, you know we got you there. Let's uh, let's do an intro. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and uh, I guess how you got into the coyote scene, and then how you hooked up with Brad after um, after that. We'll get Brad's intro and see what we got going on. Well, uh, I, I'm a big deer hunter, and then my partner's a big deer hunter, Brad, and uh, we've been good friends for since I was a baby, okay. and then. I mean, me and Brad, I talked to him. He's been a coyote hunter before I was. He got me into it. Just, you know, uh, we uh, we just clicked from the beginning just from deer hunting, basically. We're, basically, we're big deer hunters, turned into coyote hunting. And uh, Brad taught me uh, everything about coyote hunting, for sure. Awesome. So just so, all around outdoorsmen that just uh, yeah. kind of I mean, like-minded and ready to roll. We're, we're just outdoorsmen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. Good. Well, so we're, the, you're in good company, Robert. You you you're yep. being a little modest. Will you tell know, us right? about that um, state record archery tenth year anniversary that is under your belt? I do have that. That's ten years this year. I've held the state record archery buck. Yeah, that was a what gross one eighty five ish somewhere right in there. No. Am, I, am I right? One eighty five and seven yep. eighths. If we're being exact on, yeah. the, on the gross, the netted one eighty two and an eighth. Awesome, awesome. It's a nice buck. That's less what, than that's four what, the deductions. I mean, I had a perfect rack. <laughs> nothing wrong with a perfect rack. No, no, we, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, <laughs> we could we couldn't let you not introduce yourself without talking about your perfect rack. <laughs> hey, Robert. 
why don't you why don't you fill him in on what we what what Brad Musoff calls that buck? <laughs> uh, he calls it the the cock buck. Why is that, Robert? <laughs> because it pulls more cock than it does <laughs> any girls. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's great. Now, I, now I see the uh, that grown up together friend relationship that has developed over the years. So. Uh, that's awesome. Good, good for you on that one, man. Hopefully, uh, how is that, uh, the deer scene working out for you? We'll just, we'll just touch base on that before we get into another aspect of things. Um, what'd you say? How has the, uh, the deer scene been for you since then? You still, uh, putting some big bucks on the ground? I, what? Um, actually like me personally, not really because we had, uh, I started building a house, starting a family doing all I just started back hunting hard the, two years ago okay and deer hunting I really didn't get back into it that hard because my wife knew I was a big deer hunter and she didn't want me to spend all my time deer hunting yeah you got to disclose you know that up front, right? all the time like... <laughs> well then I got into coyote hunting and I put all my time into that so she's not too happy about that either but she thought I was just going to go out and play around and when me and Brad do anything, we put everything, all our effort into it, hundred percent. Awesome. awesome. Oh. Well, speaking of Brad, let's let's get Brad. Yeah, let's get Brad. Let's go right to Brad. Yeah. So uh, my name is Brad Musoff, and I grew up like like we said, right down the road from Robert. I remember just this little kid running around peeing his pants. So that's my <laughs> fond memory, first memory of him. You know. So that's been great. He had three brothers, or two brothers rather, and. Uh, close to all of them and uh so but yeah i grew up on a farm eat sleep breathe the outdoors uh did a lot of guiding for salmon steelhead uh along with uh big time into bow hunting got a lot of pope and youngs under my belt i'd re- I, and only with a bow mm-hmm. i'm just fanatical and i guess i was just born with the over fanatical gene that you know it's not, it's not good enough until you're at the top. And, and I, I'm just, it's, it it can ruin relationships. It can ruin, it can be hard and trying, Sure. but, uh, and as you guys know, as fanatic, it's, uh, in in order to be really, really successful, you have to be, and, uh, you have to have somebody on your side. That's the same way. And, uh, yeah, Robert and I, clicked and and absolutely just been smashing these coyotes and uh the the teamwork i can't stress enough to these guys the 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 team is what wins the tournament you know it's it's each other you know guiding each other and 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 pushing each other through the hard times i mean it's a lot easier to quit and go drink a beer than it is to keep going sure especially when you're but then the next, you know, the next coyote set, you, you, you come up and you, you all pull a quad, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's, it, it, I've been enjoying this stuff my whole life. I got my kids into it. You know, I got my, my boy at, at eight, nine was just smashing coyotes with me with my gun. I literally drop it almost to the ground. And, uh, his first, his first coyote, he actually shot two. He got a double his first coyote at nine. So. Uh, my other boy's six now. He's he's gonna he will before he gets seven shoot a coyote this year. That's awesome. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know you and I talked about that earlier. Same. 
I, I like getting the kids involved in, in, you know, trying to, to push those. That's a big thing that we do here at top 10 is just wanting to have these kids learn and, and have an experience, whether it's the deer woods, the coyote woods, or just getting them outdoors and, you know, away from that, uh, the Xbox remote or whatever it may be. Yeah. Limit their time on the, on the damn phones and the tablets. That's for sure. 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 Yeah. And it, daughter's it, the same way. I've, she got it. She harvested her first whitetail this year. She, she tends to be more my fanatical coyote hunter with me. And, uh, even two weekends ago, she shot one at over 250 yards, uh, which not many 12 year, 14 year olds can say that, you know, no, no, that's and great. regularly. So it's, that's kind of my background though. I, I live outside. Okay. You know, when I'm not outside, I'm thinking about it. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh that's the sickness that we all have. So <clears throat> now you, you said you did some guiding for some salmon guiding and steelhead guiding. Did you, was that West Michigan stuff or were you just all yeah. over the state? Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Pierre Marquette, the white and the Muskegon, okay. uh, through college and kind of helping get through college and okay. after college. Yeah. So I'm my guess pretty is fanatic you're a Ferris state graduate then, am I guess being in that area? Ferris state. Okay. <laughs> all right. So maybe, maybe you and I will talk a little bit more on, on the fishing side here a little bit later and maybe, maybe do something else uh, on that. So uh, as uh, everybody around here knows, I'm pretty diehard about the fishing myself too. So nonetheless, let's, uh, let's dig deep into this coyote scene. Let's talk about, I mean, you guys got a couple big trophies that you brought home recently. And I know that, uh, you know, even last year you brought, brought a couple big ones home as well. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, one, Robert. Go, yeah, I, it, you go first. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah, I, I got into the coyote hunt. And I, when I was 16, the coyotes were just starting to get in the area where I grew up. And even then, I literally would spend all night with, you know, with flashlights. I mean, just ridiculous stuff just to try to see one. So, and so this is almost a destiny. Once I started getting into it, that like there's tournaments for this stuff. And I had bass fishing tournaments, like live for the tournament scenes, even bass fishing. Sure. So this really intensely, like a big thing that I was going after. So I wound up hunting with Daniel Wright and Ed Dietrich on the, on the uh, first one out of DNR sports two mm-hmm. years ago. And we wound up winning that. Then they had a different team thought they skipped a year. Mm-hmm. and then robert and i hunted that one this year and that's when we brought home 19 and two nights yeah that's that's a that's a hell of a two nights Tremendous. man that's what was the next closest was like 10 right i think they had two teams with 10 after that but you guys well, had 19 well, it was actually ed and uh dj oh okay yep. ed, ended up getting 12 on that that night when we shot 19 wow they got second place that's still 12 dogs in a night 19 dogs that's that's impressive that's that's great it's a lot of coyotes. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and I guess it, it goes without saying, I mean, there's a lot of guys that probably listen to this and I don't know where they're listening from, but if they get on here and they're used to killing a lot of dogs um, or, or coyotes to be specific here out, uh, out West that, you know, they have those 10, 12, 15, 20 dog days, but we just don't have that one. We have a lot more coyote pressure out here, I think, than they have in some of those areas but we don't have the the counts that they have to be able to put that many, you know, I guess in the back of the truck, if you will. No, exactly. Yeah. Out there, out West, if you go out there to Colorado or Nevada, 
and all those areas, they're they're shooting thirty a night. Yep. Yeah, to win a tournament, you got to be in that the twenty five and up yeah. number. Yeah. 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 They're 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 taking a lot of dogs down. But they, they, there's a different thing too. They got 30 round mags right. and they get to ride the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Or in a helicopter. So they, right. Helicopters for sure. Like in Texas and yeah. stuff. So, Colorado. A little bit easier to kill them when you're driving in a pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. When you can run them down. I've seen some stuff where they were running them down and side by sides doing a similar type of deal, you know, hunting them with yeah. dogs or whatever they were doing out West. And it's, it's pretty crazy, especially when you're, you're so used to hunting them the way that we do. Now, let me, before, now are most of your kills, Brad, you kind of alluded to that, you know, from your earlier days of running around outside with a flashlight trying to find coyotes, you know, I'm sure that that, that started um, from just a farm protection thing and, you know, protecting livestock and things of that nature. But do you, do you guys predominantly, without telling all your, all your ins and outs, do you guys predominantly hunt night or are you guys on the, uh, the day scene as well, especially in tournaments or, or what's your feel on that? Yeah, a little bit of both, okay. you know, a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, it's obvious that they move more at night, but I'm going to tell you there's a lot of nights when they're shut down and they move d- during the day. Uh, depends on what you're hunting. Uh, if you're if you're hunting woods and you're hunting a lot of real, you know, vast land, you can get you can absolutely get away with day hunting. Sure. You could hunt 30 hours straight in these tournaments and, and kill dogs every hour. Mm-hmm. Um but then that's the, you know, we're still human. You got to get a right. couple hours sleep. Right. You got you to gotta get past the coffee, right? And get some actual, some shut eye. So, okay. Yeah. So do you guys prefer, you prefer the night side of it, obviously, because the sets are more productive. Um, not as, you know, I think from my own personal experience, I think the daytime sits are, are way more dry than, than what the nights are, you know, three, four to one as being productive as opposed to, and I guess that has to do with your ground too. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, you know, the thing is too, you don't want to burn your ground up, you know, and people don't realize that to, to win tournaments, you have to be strategic and, and save your ground. You know, if you got some, somebody else that doesn't know what they're doing, even playing sounds a mile, two miles away, those, the, they, the coyotes will hear it. Yeah, you know? it's going to burn you. And I'll be honest with you. It's, uh, we, we can tell, I, I, I can honestly tell you, I can tell after calling a little bit of an area, whether there's other hunters in the area, the, um, and, or just, uh, new hunters, I'll say sure, that. Sure. Um, yeah. And experience plays a big factor in, in that too. Uh, on yep. that, it always goes back to good deer hunters make good coyote hunters. I agree. You chase a big mature buck. <clears throat> he always resorts to the least pressure. And that's where you find your big bucks and kind of, Calls back. I called it a while back when I learned about the first tournament you guys won. I told guys in our own group, you're not going to beat these guys. They hunt big deer unless you change your aspects. And now you listen to it on a podcast. I called it. They know I called it. <laughs> it, is what it, it is what it is. I told them they're going to get their asses whooped, and they got whooped. <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't. They're just going to put their time in. You got to put time in to anything. Time is you want to good, be good, but you put your time in. The time is a good thing, but I think that I, just like Scott's alluding to, there's some strategy, and, and I think you said it too, Brad. It's one of those things where you got to be precise and strategic. You got to have a plan. You got to know your property. You got to know where and when, you know. And you may have a property that you know, as we all know, that that chase these coyotes. You know, sometimes we 
you know, we'll have an area that maybe this area is only active between, I don't know, 10 and two, you know, and you have another one that's, it's an early night spot, so on and so forth. Well, so as, as Robert says, it takes yeah. time to build that strategy Yep, and they're dedicating it to coyotes. Yep. And there's, and you guys are just absolutely pummeling them and we love it. Cause when we come back and we hear something like, uh, uh, Man, them guys, how do they shoot 19 dogs? Well, they, they did the work. Right. They worked real real hard. They did the work, and they were out there grinding all night long and even doing some day sets, and they had their homework and did this and did that. Like me and Brad, we were talking earlier about, you know, nothing's worse than hearing about because your success is so high. Well, what are they doing? We're off the couch. We're working. Right. <laughs> Getting it done. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Brad, Brad put a lot of time into getting spots, extra spots that I didn't think we needed, but he, uh, he would leave work and on his way home from work, get us a couple of good spots that helped us up. Probably a hundred percent helped us on getting some of the coyotes that we got. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. the deal breaker when it comes to these tournaments, I think. Um, and, and just in general, I mean, it's in general of, of putting them, in the back of the truck, I think you have to, one, you have to have the ground one. You have to have no pressure on that ground or lack of pressure. Like you said, Brad, you can always tell if somebody else or is inexperienced or nearby that's calling, um, or if there's any kind of, and you can tell normally if, if they are responding and you get them coming in, you can see the reaction to certain things sometimes is you're like, wow, they're super cautious. And they weren't two months ago when we were hunting them or vice versa, you know? Yeah. But just like a big buck too, though you gotta you gotta be where the coyotes are. So if you want to shoot a big buck, you gotta hunt where there's a big buck. You can't just go somewhere and think you're gonna get a coyote coming. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. That's kind of you gotta <laughs> hunt where if you want a big buck, you gotta hunt where the big bucks are. That is. I it. mean, you might have deer, but if there's no big bucks there, you're not never gonna get one. <laughs> you gotta and, find out. You gotta do your research. You know. And even speaking of the work, you know. And, and, we're not too worried about the secrets or anything like that. We, we, we encourage the competition and stuff. We're not going to maybe give out everything, but we will definitely help. I will say Robert and I literally will walk a quarter mile to a half a mile. And honestly, half the time it's jogging and running with our guns on our shoulders um, to get to the right spot. Sure. About 25% of the, the, the time, if you're not in the right spot, you might as well turn around and go home. Right. Because if, if a coyote can beat, it will. And I don't think Brad, I don't think Brad's telling the truth. 50% of the time, I think it's about 80%. <laughs> yeah. Depends who's shooting, though. Boys, when, yeah, you, I know, but we're running. I'm telling you, we're running. We're when shooting. You, when you guys said we're jogging, to the truck. we are I'm out. It's 100% all the time. Right. We're doing it. That gives a whole a whole new uh, a whole new reason for the run and gun thing. Scott said when you said jogging, he's out. Yeah, fat man ain't jogging for a coyote, <laughs> and the paychecks ain't high enough. Yeah, I, I literally train. You know, I got kind of an office desk now. I literally train for about a month to two months before these tournaments, and uh, and I I think when I'm kind of slow. All of a sudden, Robert starts running. You know, it, it just, it, it's teamwork, I'm telling you, that puts the dogs in the box. Yep. And, uh, and it's the, your partners, your partners are going to 
are going to put more dogs in the box by just keep kicking each other's ass. Sure. Honestly. Sure. We're hard on each other, definitely. Wait, Brad pushes me hard, and then when he starts slacking a little bit, I push him hard. I said, you just pushed me about two hours ago, so now it's your turn to get pushed. We're going to go. Come on. Let's do this. Robert, how hard were you when he was out there trying to finish your dog with a box knife? Which one? In the last tournament, Brad. How hard was he on you yelling at you about the you going out? Yeah. Yeah, tell us that story. So Robert Robert dumps this dog in this really thick, nasty crap at about 150 yards. So, and uh, I, I had my gun. You know, a big trick is too, fellas. If if, if you're shooting dogs, like in, especially like in your soybean fields, have one of the guys that's not shooting leave your gun where that last scene where you last saw the dog. Yep. Uh, 80% of the time you'll spend, you'll waste a half hour just trying to figure out where it was. Yep. Um, even with snow. So I left my gun right where it was. I said, Robert, I know where it was. I said, look through my scope, guide me onto this thing. So I guide onto the, he guides me into where the, where this dog was. I found blood. I track, I track it down. Well, here, hit it a little back and this thing's still alive, you know? I'm like, I'm looking around, you know, the ground's frozen. There's no rocks. There's no nothing. I'm like, oh, wait, I got my little box cutter knife in my pocket, you know, this. And I'm like, <laughs> well, all right. So I go up to this thing and this thing's just, you know, staring at I'm literally shadow boxing this thing. Damn near getting bit. Trying to <laughs> nail this thing with a box knife. And, uh, yeah, I, I, get, I finally get back to Robert dragging this thing. I even grabbed its back foot. And it tried to bite me, you know, so I, I had to finish it, you know? Right. So, right. you know, the first thing I get back, what the hell took so long? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you got to realize it's a different type of fear. Even talking about it, my hands are sweaty. Right. It's a different type of fear when you're reaching in on a dog like that. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, if it gets a hold of your finger, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, pretty, uh, pretty aggressive, especially it, when they're, yeah. when they're wounded like that. I wish you would have had oh, that would. on record, yeah. Robert, so we could have seen and watched all that go down. No, I wish we 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 got we run Tritricon scopes. Okay, we have no no video at all. Oh man, of anything, it, it, which is kind of bad that we can't get videos of all this stuff. But we just we love the Tritricon scopes for sure. They're just so clear, crisp, everything. It's just where we love them. I mean. There's nothing we can, yeah, period. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're ten thousand dollars scopes. Sure. So we're running. I mean, we're we got the sixty millimeter Trigicons. Okay. We just I so mean, those are run those are running similar to like the like the iRay stuff. Was that is that like a six forty or or those are the high res? A high resolution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, if you can, we can see a mouse running across the field at a hundred yards. Yeah. No, no problem. You can see a mouse jump from a tree to tree or anywhere. It depends what terrain we're in, obviously, but like tree to tree, you can see mice running. You can, you, you'll be able to see it, Okay. you know, but okay. we do have like our, uh, we got some Paul star accolades. Okay. That we use, you know, first just scanning area. But if we want to know what it is, we look through our scope. Sure. It'd be you nice know, to have that, that, you know, to get that video session, you know, you can put that accolade on a tripod and, and run that accolade next to you, and then you can do some recording that way. 
would be pretty sweet, sweet yeah. footage to do it that way. While we're on that, you know, not to spin quick, but while we're on that, let's talk a little bit about gear. Let's get you guys' opinion on gear, you know, e-callers, hand calls. You you tell guns. me I'm going to leave it open, guns, anything. You tell us. What what do you prefer? Why? What calibers? You know, bolt, take bolt gun, bolt gun, gas gun. Yeah, you want to hit it first, Robert? Well, I, I run a six millimeter arc. Yeah, buddy. Wow. That's what I'm running. I, I I run that and I got a proof research barrel. Um custom gun. I built it myself. It's top ten, buddy. Uh, and then uh Brad. Brad can talk about what he's got. He's got a six point five Creedmoor. Okay. Yeah. I got mine built custom built from DNA. Okay. And uh from Sean and I and I'm running uh LOA ammunition. They're custom built from Wade Chandler out of uh Texas. Okay. And I can you know, uh you can even put them on the anybody can look me up and, and ask me for the number, but I'm gonna tell you what. The ammo they make custom ammo and it is absolutely unbelievable. Uh I was shooting the the Hornady uh V Max tips and there is absolutely no comparison uh, between the two. You know, the, the VMAX is really a, a rated bullet that for ex- expanding and, and, and predators. It, 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 there's no we lost a couple. We lost a couple with those VMAXs. Yeah. Uh, I hit, hit them three times. Yeah, three times. And they'd get up, and, and by the time we got to them, they're gone. Yeah, um, we've seen some stuff these like that, ones, too. You know, the, in, the, in the 19 tournament, I hit one at, at over 550 on the full ass run and it absolutely clean cold killed it in its tracks mm. it, you could see where it just dumped and slid for about 20 feet in the snow wow um now i absolutely the... express i mean i can't express that enough guys got to make their ammo or get custom ammo that that it, it delivers tw- the twice the accuracy twice there's there's less air when you're shooting and you're gonna put more dogs in the box period right now, I'm assuming both you guys are running suppressed. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my next question. On you, your arc, um, Robert, are you running adjustable gas or? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. That helps adjustable out. Adjustable gas plug. Yep. And then um, I'm actually looking. Uh, they didn't when I built my gun. I built it over the summer. They didn't. You couldn't get a 20 inch barrel or even a 22 inch barrel. Um, so I'm running an 18 inch barrel, but it's uh proof research, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're kind of expensive. Yeah, we, I mean, we're running, a, we are definitely running a lot of expensive equipment for sure. Well, you know, you get there. what you pay for, right. You know, and it's like, yeah. it's just like what you said, Brad, it's, it's, you know, having yeah. quality, having quality ammunition and everything is a big thing. Well, I, I definitely agree with the ammunition Brad shooting from you know, just being his hunting partner, watching from the Hornady stuff to what Brad's shooting now is night and day. Are you are you definitely loading, night. Robert, with six millimeter arc being um, they do they definitely they don't make they they don't make mine yet. They're doing testing. Oh. But I will hundred percent I'm gonna run their ammunition. Well, just well, because of I'll watching talk, Brad's. Yeah, I'll talk to you after um there's some guys out there that are running some um some other stuff yeah. right now. That they're loading and, and and they're they're out there getting it and they've gotten Sweet. a little bit more speed off of it. 
we're, we're very familiar with the proof because we, we're a vendor of proof and we use proof in all of our builds for um, ARC. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We try to stay, you know, we, we want the performance as well. And that proof barrel really says a lot. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and I know I've, I've had some experience with the DNA stuff too. Like you were saying, Brad, that's good stuff too. So yeah, the, um, now do you guys have like, now that we're on gear, like let's, let's spin from the guns a little bit. We could talk about that for days, but what about other, you know, are you guys hand collars? You guys e-collars combination? Does it matter? Does it, what's your opinions? You want me to take this one, Robert? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, all of the above. Okay. Uh, you know, you have to go out there and you have to live in the moment. You have to know what the, what, what are they eating for one is sure. going to help you. You know, what, what's in the area. Um, at the end of the day, you're telling a story. You have to tell a story through sound of what is the most exciting story that you can tell. Yep. And depends on how good you, of a storyteller you are, you know, and that, and that I'll just, I'll, I'll say that. Um, okay. So you can get creative. You can definitely get creative. Sometimes that's and, what it uh, takes too. We use everything. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So electronic, yeah, electronic hand, okay. uh, everything. Yep. All right. What about um, any any other recommendations as far as gear stuff that you you would say without a doubt somebody getting in it or even somebody that's already in it and is going I want to I want to start pursuing you know the tournaments and and giving these guys a run for their money what would you tell them i mean tell them like come on bring it but (laughs) for sure camo make sure that you're wearing what's out there so if there's snow, i would wear snow camo yep if there's if it's not snow don't wear snow camo (laughs) but (laughs) when you're dark when you're dark i mean just look at your buddy if you can see him at 30 yards what do you think they can see they yeah. can they can see your face yeah 300 you know? yeah. yeah so i mean if you if you get the right gear i mean it's going to help you out a lot too it, i mean it just you're it gives you a better chance right well that just goes back yeah. to the beginning i mean obviously the the better gear helps execute um from that aspect but i think if we, if you don't uh, have like what brad said if you're not hunting ground that has coyotes and you don't have you know active dogs in the area it's gonna be real hard to to execute oh, yeah. yeah and i i will say for gear you know you can go with an aluminum tripod you can go with you know your different tripods the carbon ones are nice because mm-hmm. they're they're light to carry but i will say the critical part about the whole tripod it's a stiff-legged tripod yep. not just a cheap Number two is the ball head. Really right stuff makes the best. That BH55 is hands down the, the most deadly b- ball head for coyote hunting on the market that I've ever seen. Is that the so, one with the side? Is that the side lever style one, Brad, that has that yeah. single locking flip well, lever on the Yeah, side? you can get the quick release or you can get the tighten down. Yeah, I mean, literally, we throw the tripods on the ground. That yep. gun is locked in. And we're walking in about five seconds. Yeah. Yeah, they're quick. And, and I mean, yeah, not walking. We're half the time we're running. So yeah. when when people say there's no way you hit, you know, 25 spots in a night and you spent 20, you know, 20 minutes at each set. Well, there is. Uh, it's absolutely fanatical about every second that isn't wasted. Yep. Uh, right down to the video. Uh, you got to have your all your crap pre-filled out. 
everything set up. So like, all right, that video literally takes us one minute. The dog's in the box. We're in the truck. We got an average of 35 seconds. On your videos. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like once, once you put one on the ground, what's, you know, what's your program? You know, because I know, I I think a lot of these guys don't understand that time is money. And we've, we've alluded to that time word a hundred times already. And I think that that's huge when it gets to that point of, you know, now we've executed and now we need to, we got to get the video off. And, and I think on the last, I know on the K nine, I think Eric keeps it water. He gives you an hour, maybe not even that long to have your submission yep, back to him. Yeah. Yep. So once so you time stamp it, you know, we got to run. When we yeah. dump, one, we dump one, one of us runs and goes and gets it. Uh, it, and one it, sits back and watches. It's intense. It's really, honestly intense. Like I tell Robert, I don't give a shit. It's just shooting right next to me. There's another one. Dump it. Um, but not everybody's like that. You know, right. we walk in front of the guns. It doesn't. I got a much serious, more serious condition that a gun doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I think there's a lot of trust in, in your partner from that aspect. Like you said earlier, you alluded to um that that communication kind of a little bit without touching on it and saying that hey you guys know what's going on you know what's happening and when and and how you know you know exactly you know he trusts you enough and you trust him enough when in that situation to to be able to do those type of things and i think if you've got somebody that you hunt with regular and and that's the way that you run then you know i mean i don't want to speak to a non-gun safety situation but uh, by all means there's there's a different, you got to have a guy scanning because we all know that uh, these things are crazy and they will come in even with you out there getting another one that you already dumped. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So that's all good information yeah. from that aspect, guys. Let's talk a little bit about, and, and you alluded to this too, Brad, let's talk about getting some new hunters into the game, if you will, and and getting them off of the the electronics as a whole you know, what do you recommend if somebody was to one, you know, they're just a beginning hunter and they want to get involved or they want to get guys like you or me or Scott or any of us, or, you know, we want to get our kids out there and we want to get them on, um, you know, on the gun and on some dogs. What do you, do you recommend changing calibers? Do you recommend, you know, what, what's your recommendations? Well, the, the biggest caliber you can go really at night is a six, five. So even mine doesn't kick, you know, you can right. get, you can get these, you know, the better tripods. And like I said, my kids, even at a real young age, my, my six-year-old will kill a coyote before he's seven. That's my goal this summer. So what <laughs> I do, I literally drop the tripod all the way down. Yep. And he's little. I don't, I don't know where he got the little gene from, but I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe a neighbor or something. But um, How tall are you, Robert? <laughs> I'm like five, three, wet. No, I'm five, five, six or seven or something. <laughs> maybe. With the boots on. <laughs> um, but no, I dropped the I dropped the gun all the way down. I load one bullet in. Yep. All right. The yep. gun, we use real touchy triggers, pound and a half to two pound triggers. You breathe on them, they're gone. They'll double tap. I mean, I've got like a scar on my forehead where I always just get cut because I'm too close. <laughs> and a double tap, triple tap sometimes. So um it's important to leave one in the gun and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they know the second they shoot, they get off the gun. Um, and literally you drop the gun down and I, I literally call for my knees sometimes and I'll get the gun close to where the coyote is. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you see it? And then I'll zoom it in a little bit and, 
and like I said, my nine-year-old and my 14-year-old now, well, they're 12 and 14 now, are I at 300 yards, I'll put both of them up against anybody that I know at Killing Coyotes, which awesome. is pretty cool. Yeah, I put my boys out there too. They they like to shoot, so they you know, and and I think that there's a lot to be said in what you're saying there with the one in the chamber, and there's a lot yep. of things that that's just taught gun, I guess, um, you know, handling and things of those natures that help so much when you get them out in the field, especially if you get them out there and it's nighttime, it's a whole different ball game for them, if, especially if they're not exposed to something like that regularly, which mine are, and I'm sure you guys is you know, your kids are regularly as well. So that's, that's, that's great. What, what else would you, would you add to that? If anything, I a, a real valid point that I want to make uh, for this youth hunting, you know, just like with my, my kids shooting deer and everything, uh, the value and the, the, the given thanks um, when you're killing an animal, you know, whether it's a nasty bastard or not, you're, it's still an animal. You, you teach the kids respect and appreciation. Right out yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, killers right we're not just out there just smashing these bastards to get rid of them we're we're harvesting the animals um now do i put a different hat on when i'm <laughs> I, I, I could probably put your ass yes i am but you know teaching them to give thanks when, when that animal's on the ground when you first approach it mm-hmm. uh and the number the number the main the number one thing too is just fun you know right. uh right. as fanatical as i am I can be hard on my kids and sometimes that isn't fun for them, whether it's fishing or hunting. Yeah. You know, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. They don't want to hear that shit all the time. Right. I think is that the parents approach sometimes is, is we're so used to doing it our way and for so long. And we we're so like you said, fanatical about no matter what it is, we have a tendency to lean towards that extreme. And not only does that create a, um, you know, an issue it creates a little anxiety for, for the little ones too, when they're trying to just learn something. And, you know, it's like, I, I always tell my dad, thanks for showing me or having patience with my, my idiot ass when I was doing stuff. So. My son never says that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Not you yet. know, it's, it, it is, it, it happens, you know, I mean, that's, that's just the way. Um, the way that it is, you know, we, we get nuts and, and, and especially when it gets about big deer or fast moving coyotes in the night or, or, or big fish, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's exciting for them too. But we have to also do our due diligence of being the parents and teaching them, you know, and, and teach all kids, you know, get them, get them involved in the outdoors as a whole. Like you said, I, I appreciate all of what you just said about that, Brad. That's, that's a good point. So, yeah. So, yep, and I do, I've, I've hunted a lot of tournaments with Trombley and CN Nation, you know, with my son, especially during COVID. Sure. You know, it, I worked from home and I literally would, we would hunt tournaments by night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, yeah, it, at nine years old, he, you know, he's out there with me winning tournaments. Uh, it's, Actually, it was we did that cool. one tournament up north. Yep. We, we didn't get anything, but um, that was that one up there this summer actually yep. mm-hmm. and he stayed, stayed yeah. up with us all night yep. it tag blew my eardrums out yeah he made us we called the trip he had a six actually, quad not quad. yeah that's awesome yeah. robert, we robert, told him robert we got you back right i just got yeah ta- i just got your yep. text yeah, we got you. back. <laughs> yeah I, I plugged my phone in and it let me it let me add myself so 
Okay, good, good, good. I was wondering why it was so quiet for a minute. I know, it <laughs> dropped right off. <laughs> like, My phone gone. died. I got in though. I thought maybe it was because Scott asked him how tall he was on the, you know, on the, the kid not looking like <laughs> you, Brad. I was just, I didn't know. I'm like, maybe we made him mad. I don't know. <laughs> no. So oh, Robert gets upset though because the short guy shoots more than the tall guy, you know. Uh, I, yeah. uh, Brad, Brad's a, Brad's a sniper for sure. And his son, Tag, is a sniper. That's I'll tell awesome. you right now, his his son's a sniper too. He's good. Well, the camaraderie and the, the conversation, the way you guys support each other just on this, tells why you guys do so well in the tournaments. And like you said, teamwork's everything. And um, top 10, we, we emphasize team, the word team. We never use the word professional because it always goes back to this is hunting. This is our heritage. God-given right, our freedoms. And... Man, we love we love what you guys are doing. Yeah, we we don't put anyone in front of each other. We I don't put Brad in front of me, or Brad don't put me in front of him, or whatever. Thing. We just we we're a team. I mean, it it wouldn't happen without both of us. I mean, it, I guess it could. I mean, it'd be harder because we're hunting each other's grounds. <laughs> right, right. Well, well you know, like, I mean, it's it's like we're we're family. Basically, me and Brad are family, is yeah, what I would right. put it. And Brad's basically my brother. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, you get along, you know, yeah, it gets hard out there when you're not seeing anything, you're hungry, you're cold. Yeah. I get, I get, I'm not a good, a hungry guy. So yeah, you, I, I you hit, automatically become the coyote, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hungry and I start getting a little bit frustrated that we're not, not seeing what we should. Brad gets frustrated when he's cold. So we got the same thing, but we, we push each other forward too. I mean, the good things, you know, sure. like, Hey, Hey, it, it didn't happen. Or we have some misses. We're, we're just like everyone else. We miss. I we mean, have a lot of, miss. Depend- yeah, we're not, I, we're not perfect. Depend we shooting, though, a little we bit. Definitely don't shoot a hundred percent. I mean, we call, we call it, and this is be the third podcast in a row. We call it the brethren. Yeah, the brethren. <laughs> yeah, the brethren. That's cool. I, I had to get it in. I, I will it, say the brethren. I, I, I will say. I, I'll tell you one thing. If if you're a coyote, a new guy to a coyote, you know, and you're looking for a partner, just try to get the tallest son of a bitch you can. I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now. Robert fought shit about ten minutes before I see the shit. You know? But you know, I'm looking about his waist high. You know, and he's like, you know, but he's only six foot. But no, for real, you know, if, if you guys get on the highest ground and slash the tallest guy, mm-hmm. get him on scanning. Cause I'm going to tell you, he spots shit. I don't know how the hell he does it. He'll say that was a coyote. He goes, no, that's a fucking Turkey over there. He goes, no, <laughs> no, that was a coyote. I go, Robert, there's three fucking turkeys. Did you sure? I, no man. And all of a sudden two pop out, you know, it's like no shit. You know, he can see shit. I, yeah. it blow you away. You, you know, it really is. Is neat that way. I I didn't believe him this last tournament that there was another coyote after we got a triple down. After we got a triple down and we went and drug him back almost to our guns, Brad turned around and scanned just just a scan and it's like, there's another one. I said, there's no way. I get on my gun, he gets on his gun. I'm like, I'm thinking about it like, you're seeing shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. We were just there. We just picked up our coyotes right for right where he's. Oh, he saw it. And I'm like, there's no way. 
and there was another coyote, a hundred percent. It came, it came out, you know. Yeah, that, that one got away. <laughs> well, no, we thought we hit it though. I we mean, did. We don't, yeah, I mean, we heard wops, so we don't know if we just hit something else, but we're we shoot. So I mean, right. I'm like, right. I shot, Brad shot, and it was like wop wop, and we went and looked, and we could not find it. Yeah, but we had guys. it all marked up with all our footprints, right. so who knows. Yeah, and a lot of guys you know, don't understand that. It, and we just couldn't find it. Being able to hear that, too, you know, especially when you're shooting suppressed, it changes changes completely as opposed to not suppressed where you can actually hear that. Um, we'll just call yeah, it the Yeah, if you impact. miss, definitely, you can, you can hear that you miss. You know it. Yep. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. And when you hit, boy, you know it. I actually oh, know it. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting good even with the sounds almost as it's hitting. You know, even one of those dogs on the trip, like, oh, they gut shot it. Robert yeah. looked at me and goes, "How the fuck would you be able to know that you gut shot it at 280 yards?" I said, "I sounds different. It. Yeah, it just sounds different. It does. He got you know, more of a whoop, shot, but it only it only ran about 20 yards. Yeah, that, that's what that ammo that Brad's shooting. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I'm telling you, it, it it definitely helped. And we're not just trying to talk up the the ammo guy or anything. Once Brad changed to that, that's all Brad shoots." Yeah, the, the dogs. I, I mean, the only thing, Brad. I'll be honest with you guys. The 19 night uh, round, there was the first night. I think only two coyotes got away, and the second night, quite a bit more. We, but, yeah. but, uh, but I, I guarantee you, three of those dogs, maybe four, mm-hmm. were probably specifically down because of, of good ammo. Um, like I said, when you're when you're leaning on a tripod you know for that term at negative 12 out mm-hmm. your your error your error margin at 400 yards is probably a foot right now you get you get the best ammo you can get you're going to stay in that foot if you get marginal ammo your 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 that margin of error just probably grew to about 18 inches to two foot yeah it turned Easy. into disc golf real quick didn't it exactly <laughs> yeah it's not yep. cheap it's definitely not cheap and people People that are looking for cheap ammo are going to buy the cheapest stuff they can find. But if you want the best, yeah, I mean, you got to spend the money, I guess. You know? Yeah, precision, like- precision. You have to pay for it. You really do. I mean, I think that comes from like like you guys already talked about the the builds of the guns, right down to the ammo that you know. Why build a you know super high dollar gun and put all these you know high performance components in it and then shoot garbage? It, you know, for yep. ammunition, it doesn't make any sense. And and the gun guy that's built it, whether he built your barrel or it's proof or whoever, they're going to tell you, you you run garbage through it. You're going to get garbage results. Don't call me talking about the garbage that you got. If you're not running quality stuff through. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't say enough about that. That's I, yeah, it's a no brainer. If you're, if you're going to hunt tournaments and you're going to be serious about it, run good shit. I, you know, am I going to run it all year? You know, maybe, but not necessarily. Sure. Um, I honestly will call a lot of coyotes in even through the summer and stuff. And if, if you get a trip in a quad and, you know, you might just take one, you know, right. if that, um, and at that point I guarantee one of my kids is on the gun. So I don't even shoot. Well, <laughs> I, I, I get a lot scouting of for tournaments time now. with my kids around, you know, which is fine. Yeah. You're, you're on that scouting for tournaments for, for the winter months at that time. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what's, what's on <laughs> they're, the, but they're putting them down. What's yeah, on the, that's ad- good. What's on the agenda? Is there any more tournaments this year? Like, um, or the, is the tournament round done or you got more? Um, we don't really have any more 
that we've been seeing. I know next year we're going to hit a lot of tournaments. I think we might hit more than we hit this year. We only hunted two tournaments this year. Yeah, so we're we're probably going to get a few more this year. Two tournaments, two wins. That's that's awesome. Yeah, there was there was a couple more that we wanted. I want to definitely try to do the Hillman one next year, mm-hmm. and uh, there was another one out of somewhere near Lansing that I might try to get into next year, and then along with the Grand Prix and and uh, the DNR Sports, the Great Lakes, and then summertime Great summertime at Cody at Cody's and Trombley's mm-hmm. tournaments. You know, mm-hmm. just if if we're going out, we sometimes we just get in them just to get in them. You sure. know, it's that we don't try to win. Obviously, we I don't think we've ever won any of those, those tournaments. All the little weekend deals that they Coyote, yeah. Coyote Nation or uh, Trombley's tournaments that mm-hmm. he throws every weekend. I don't yeah. think we've we've never won. A little more relaxed on it. I've won a few of them with tag, you know, back when you know a while ago. But uh, yeah, it's a little more relaxed. You know, that's where we go out and have the fun. Sure. When it comes to these other ones, I'm going to tell you right now, you will not find another hunter in Michigan putting on a, a, a more dead set focused mind than Robert and myself during tournament time. It's, it's a, I can't even tell you the level of, of intenseness is uh, it's go time. I'll we just go, say that. We go through spots every single day for a month before we even hunt. We go through every single day. We talk to each other. Me and Brad talk to each other every single day about coyote hunting. And every single day we talk about what spots Right. What are we, what are we, what, you know, and we take both of each other's knowledge and we just go, all right, this is what we got to do. And then if I have a different feeling, I tell Brad, I have a different feeling like, no, I don't think this. And then he'll tell me if he doesn't feel, if he's not feeling it, you know, he just, we, we talk to each other and then, and then we, we know, you sure. know, are you guys running and, any, any cameras on the, on, on ground, like pre ground to try to hone in on a, like a, more trail cameras home, or no. anything like home that. Home area no. for a dog, or you just no. not no. too much. Not too much. We just no. I, I guarantee you, our wives though could probably tell you more about coyote hunting than we. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, are, they don't want to hear no more. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Dude, we got, don't want to hear I, anything about coyote hunting. My wife. I walked in the door last night talking to Robert about coyote hunting. My wife goes, I'm going to jump off a bridge. (laughs) No, no, no. Wait wait a second, guys. I know there's a paycheck in these tournaments. (laughs) So do your wives know there's a paycheck in these tournaments? Because I'm kind of of thinking they might want to have their hand out a little bit. It's a good point. And and even talking to you guys and the fanatics, like the fanatics that we are, the, I honest to God, the money isn't really anything, right? I think to either one of us. That no, I think we we could probably than, go to work and make more money. Than yeah, we. absolutely. Oh God, yeah. In a second. <laughs> so, the money is nothing. The getting out there and performing at our best, and 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 taking home the win, beating the best in the business, uh, and 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 I think most important for Robert and I, just like you guys, you said. You know, there's there's the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. There's the guys that are pissed because they can't win, but they don't they don't put the work in. You know, right. uh, it's the guys that sit on the fucking couch while other guys are working a second and third job. That's bitch about. Well, this guy's got a nice car. That guy's got a nice house. 
well, what'd you do last? Oh, we partied like crazy. Okay. Well, I worked all night. Man, you know? I was on Fortnite um, to 3 a.m. It's the haves and the have-nots. And uh, to get the respect, and especially from the community, after we hunt these tournaments, and these guys know, like Trombley goes, no, these guys aren't. He, he Trombley has our back. Did you did you check their waypoint? Did you make sure they're not out of state? Trombley goes, mm-hmm. I don't need to. Right. He goes, these are the most well-organized, true blue hunting guys that I know. Um, the respect, and even from talking with you guys just today, that you guys had our back. Like, no, these guys are no bullshit. Like, these guys, right. these guys got their shit together. That, to me, is worth more than than money. I mean, for for sure. Listen, you know? listen, we had it, we had it. I, I got to tell you a story because this is the barber shop here. You come when you guys get a chance, got to come down. It's a barber shop atmosphere. It's 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 a hangout. It is a business, but it's a hangout. So when we heard about this tournament, right? I'm not in the tournament scene. I barely could get out coyote hunting enough to to do it as much because I, I I'm grinding 365 on whitetail. That is my cocaine. That is my drug. It's mine and my sons. We talk constantly. Everything and it that's that's our relationship is whitetail. So when somebody walked in and they're like, ah man, ain't nobody shooting 19 dogs. I turned around and they got an earful and they got ran the hell out of my shop because one thing I did here was these dudes walked into DR Sports Sunday, red faced, windburned, hands chapped, fingers chapped, blood all over, and they're just flipping dogs out the back of the truck, out the box. And they look weathered, beat, and they grinded. And and, and mm-hmm. those are our guys that saw that. And they're like, man, them guys were like, you, you called that. And I said, well, they're, they got the bloodline of a, of a deer hunter, 365. And the passion. The passion. To improve and so, progress. That's it. We defend that. It, you know, it always goes back to you got to back up your brother, your brethren. Yep. And naysay doesn't work and i challenge people in our group all the time about up in their ante i don't care what you shoot with the tag it's your tag mm-hmm. but when they say i want to shoot a bigger buck we challenge them when we try to get them to get to that top 10 percent and um man when they come back and tell that story i saw that how, how i saw 130 and then they shot that 133 and they've never shot a buck past 80 inches and they got tears in their eyes, man. It just that's 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 hard. You, you, we got the same adrenaline and passion, push as, and drive. Yeah, you know, just like you guys. You do know, it just for like you do said. It, do it for the glory. I tell my I tell my FedEx guys when you feel yourself down, do it mm-hmm. for the glory. Do it for the brand. If you're down, down and out, do it for the brand. The money's going to be there, right? But it ain't about the money. It's about who you are as a man. So we hats off to you boys, man. We, nothing but good stories coming back to our house about you guys. Yeah, we, we, I mean, even deer hunting, I mean, we pass, we, we're, we're passers, me and Brad, we don't, we don't yep. shoot it, actually, we got a kind of a rule around our place that if you shoot it, you mount it, that gives you a, that, that makes you a, it makes you think before you take that arrow into that deer, it, you're, we, we let our friends hunt our property, and most people won't do that when we got big bucks running around, but we do it, and we say, if you shoot it, you mount it because we know what's running around. Sure. But I mean, it gives you the second thought, 600 bucks mounted deer. Now, you know, a shoulder mount, 
And it's like it's going to cost you six hundred to tanks pull gotta, that Tanks got expensive, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, look at it every day. Oh, son of a bitch! You know. <laughs> and we've got, we've got waited. a bunch of our buddies uh, that have never had big bucks in their life. We've got them. At, it's all our prep for it, but we've got them. We've got them big bucks. But they mounted it, and they are happy. They That's are awesome. so happy. That's all they wanted in their whole entire life. And we've got them at, and they, they, we're not, we don't just let anybody hunt. We just let, you know, people that are into hunting like us, you sure. know, hunt some of our properties that we have and we can get them one and we tell them what we think they should shoot and they pass. We just us giving them permission to hunt. They will not shoot nothing. And, you know, we say, this is what you can shoot and they shoot it, you know, and it's something that maybe me and my brothers wouldn't shoot. But we give them the option because it's the biggest things they they've ever seen, you know, from the areas they hunt. Well, their definition of a shooter versus our definition of a shooter may be a little bit different, you know, and and that's but and that's okay, you know. You know, we've had said this in prior podcasts, you know, in the past that you know, and I know I've said it is I'm okay with you if it's your shooter and you're happy putting your tag on it. Hey, we're gonna high five. And we're going to celebrate that. So, and the same goes for, for this situation. If you roll in and your truck is, you're pulling those dogs out of the box and, and your truck's full and mine's not, I'm still going to be over there, you know, high-fiving you and, and telling you congratulations yeah. and everything else, just like we're doing today, because you know, that's what it's about. It's about the camaraderie, in, not just in our own team, but in the other teams and the outside teams and the, in the industry as a whole. And we're getting a lot of pressure from a lot of different angles that we just want to make sure that everybody knows that, like, you know, as hunters, as a core fishermen, you know, all of us outdoors, men and women, we, we got to stick together. And, and by doing that and not, you know, bad mouthing or going down that road that you said, Brad, the guys that don't get out and do the shit that they should do, you know, shut your mouth and get out and do it and step up or don't say anything at all and just congratulate the guys that did it and they did it better than you. Well, yeah, and it does. It takes a bigger man to 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 own up to somebody doing something better than they did you know and a lot of people don't have that in them and you know as bitter as it may sound i mean a lot i i get bitter and i'll tell you what that's why i'm so maybe fanatical too you know mm-hmm. uh my kid's favorite movie is is tailgate tailgate nights you know if you're not first you're last yes. and, uh, it's kind yes. of funny because that really stuck this this time you know it, don't you know, ever... it's kind of a running joke with robert the whole time you know <laughs> Don't ever um, say Ricky Bobby in front of my wife if you meet my wife. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, so I wish I had a dollar for every TikTok my kids have made in the last three months with that. So, uh, <laughs> but when, you, when you're when you losing sleep, I literally, it, it'll be two to three months before these tournaments, and I'll start losing sleep. It's absolutely no different than when September starts rolling around. You're starting to get your pictures of your deer, mm-hmm. and you're losing. You're literally waking up and you can you you're physically exhausted and, and you cannot starts sleep. in july for me maybe june <laughs> yeah 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 then likewise it's probably getting into <laughs> december when i start losing sleep about coyote right yeah maybe i mean i think it's, as soon as you've got that yeah. first big buck on the ground you're like oh okay i should start thinking about coyotes <laughs> so yep no well, well, guys we're, we're more of the kids now i know deer. that's how i am with too you're hot night i i Brad called me and I, I ended up taking out one of Brad's kids and Brad took his daughter. I took mm-hmm. out tag and then he took out one of his daughters. They, we had a couple of big bucks running around and, um, 
we wanted to we wanted to get them both the big one that obviously brad, brad called me you know mm-hmm. hey can you take them out i just want you to sit in the stand with them i said that's fine you know so we, i mean we, we help each other out that's the yeah. biggest thing too is you know getting the kids out too my daughter shoots guns all the time yep. she's not into the hunting yet she wants her dad to win and she she told she got mad at me because we didn't get 20 <laughs> because she said you guys got to get 20 and we tried hard you guys I mean, are doing it right we That's shot awesome. our last dog at two o'clock in the morning on that that first tournament mm-hmm. we shot our last dog at two in the morning and we hunted from 2 a.m till 9 a.m before we flew as fast as we could to get back to check-in wow. trying to get one more because even brad's kids said we you guys got to get 20 and 20 was our goal well yeah, yeah. And one was, dog and we was our goal the first tournament 15 was our goal the second. Yeah, 15 was our, yeah, exactly. That's good. good. So, and that's, you you tell somebody in Michigan to go do that in any weekend. I'd be honest, you could do it in the fall. Sure. You could really do it in the fall when they're they're all, you know, just uh, the pipes are old enough. You'll get five, six coming in. Um, But I'm going to tell you, it's it's something special. And and we don't take it for granted. You know, there's a lot of guys who are going to ride high and, boast about and everything else and i'm gonna tell you it's it's all about the work and and you guys as brother deer hunters and and trophy hunters that you are you if you don't it happens people are going to shoot big bucks with luck but i'm gonna tell you it's not luck it's not (laughs) luck at all (laughs) no it's application we we try to we try to preach and, and preach and teach you know the application of that stuff over and over and over and 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 you know instill it in our children and and our team you know, it's like you said, it's not just helping out on the hunt or not, you know, you'll, you'll find some of the best camaraderie and best friendships come out of guys that hunt and fish together, uh, you know, and, and gals as well. You know, I think that, um, you know, that's what you see so much things like, like you guys' story that goes back to childhood or longtime friends. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a lot to be said from that in the communication, but, um, well, I'm, I'm going to try and we're getting close to an hour here. So I'm gonna guys, I got to ask you one more thing. Uh-oh. If we Uh-oh. top ten, we we we're really we we've done a few tournaments, and we tried to set up another tournament. We just kind of kind of got a little lost with the whole COVID thing, but we want to put out a invitation to you guys that we will run a tournament out of the, out of here next year. It may be an extravagant tournament, it may be a three T tournament, uh, or a three state tournament, but we want to give you guys an open invite. And then I also want to put out there, you guys got me pumped up so much. I'm going to change my gears a little around, put me a little team together. I told my guys, you're going to have to let the old fat tribal chief get into this. <laughs> and we're going to run. The first tournament we get into, we're going to put, I don't know, 10, 15 dogs on. Because Dan's one of my guys. I'll be comfortable with that. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, 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 That's we're, good. Because we know you're working then. We know that we're, you guys are just going to push us harder. Right. Uh, we know we're, that. We're just. The the, the, the fat, yeah, the fat man is going to push you, <laughs> and I'm going to push my own crew because I don't know what it takes to grind. When you get your mind set on something, you got to grind. You can't sit back and hope it comes to you. You got to come and take it. Just like Brad said, you lose sleep over it. Oh, it, it's ridiculous how yep, much sleep I lose. You plug right in. You plug right <laughs> it in. Is. It ain't. It ain't. I want to. I want to. I want to win. It's. I want to compete. I want to compete. Now, yeah. now my blood's going a little bit. Like, I loved getting out a few nights. I think tonight I'm going to go out with one of our guys we call Dirty Bird. Um, 
maybe do a few sets. The only sets I've done tonight were with my son. Called in three dogs. He shot all three dogs. Shot all three. Nice. Boom, 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 boom. He said, I'm done, because one of them was a Brendel Black dog, and it was like, how much is that going to cost a mountain? I said, $9.50, and he's (laughs) like, all right, well, send it. And I'm like... And I'm like, you want to go again? He goes, no, I got, I got my Brendel dog. He's a big buck hunter. He wants to shoot big deer. He's that's on his mind, twenty four seven. That's awesome. My my dog. You hear my dog on the mic? He's um snoring and. Oh, the shop dog Remy's passed out over here on the on the shop couch. He's <laughs> just snoring, <laughs> snoring viciously. Store at. Uh, we're in Coldwater, one ten okay. East Chicago. Okay. Yeah, we're right. Uh, if anybody's been through the, that cold water area, if you guys been down this way, we're uh, right almost kitty corner to the drive-in as you're going out of town, headed towards Brownsville. Nice. I know some guys. I went to college with a good buddy that was from Coldwater. Okay. Well, we're, yeah. we're super we're gonna stoked to have you. We're going to have come down there one day. Yeah, yeah. come see us, man. Yeah. Got an open invite anytime. Come on down. We'll do some videos. Um, If you do come, bring your deer. Robert, bring okay. bring your antlers. Come on down, and, and we'll we'll shoot a <laughs> half body mount. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it, we don't mind. No, put there's, him in. There's put him in the back of the truck. Bring him on. There's thirty some deer. <laughs> there's, there's eight more at the tax thermos right now. So maybe we'll have those. I told you, Robert, you're gonna get all kinds of cock with that thing. Now they want you to bring it across the state. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! I got all Brad's deer at my house. I we got, got some, like thirteen of them hanging up in my house right now. We got yeah. some. We got some I love my dad, racks here. I love my dad. My deer. My dad. My dad's got a place, and he likes really bragging about it. So that's awesome. We, me and my brothers, we all leave our deer mounted at my dad's house. Wherever we shoot them, we we put them at my dad's, and he likes to talk about brag about us. <laughs> so. Absolutely, well, yeah. absolutely. But you know, come down. We could do some filming and talk about talk deer, talk coyote, and talk strategy, and maybe do another podcast where we could do it face to face. And yeah, it'd be nice to get a be deer a little one more up. comfortable where you guys could actually kick back and relax and not fight the fight the cell phone trying to get it to go through. Um, <laughs> so we really appreciate what you guys have done and um, keep kicking ass. Yeah. No, we appreciate you having us on here for sure. Yeah, thank you, hundred percent. Yeah, good luck you with know, the we uh, like, Michigan we like outdoors talking. thing this week. We too. like talking to everyone. You know, teaching. You know, the thing is to to be a leader. You you know, you got to teach more than you got to. You know, it's not just about winning. It's about giving back and making everybody better. You know, and and I guess that's what drives us too. Is we we'll help and we take a lot of people out. We take a lot of first timers out. It, it's just like deer hunting when that first you know. When that first dog goes down in that rush, the guys just we, – we took a guy out, real quick story, and he looked, he shot his first coyote, Joe Sparks over here. Mm-hmm. He's a he's top at Green Oak. He literally was jumping up and down like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> That's to, awesome. I love it. I see, love it. You know, to see that and, and to, to be able to take people out and to have them experience, they'll, they'll absolutely never forget that moment. No, and, no, uh, no being good friends with him. That, that yeah. was a that was a cop that actually was behind us. We were taking my brother out. You know, one of my brothers. He never coyote hunted before. Mm-hmm. Took him out to get his first coyote. Then we happened to be driving his truck, and the cops go up behind his truck, and we, I just shot a coyote. So the cops got his lights on behind my brother's truck, and I drug the coyote back all the way to the truck. And there's three of us with guns, and we're like, "Hey, sir, we 
We're loaded. <laughs> we're locked and loaded. We just we're coming out. We're coming out. <laughs> and then we started talking to him, and he was so cool. We're like, I'm like, give me your name and number, your cell phone number. I'll call you. We'll take you out. Right. Thank you for, thank you for everything. You know, we, he wasn't screwing with us. He just wanted to know, make sure nothing was wrong. Right. You know, a vehicle just parked in the middle of nowhere. You know, he was worried about it. And, uh, yeah, that's good. We, that's we great. To ended up being, we're good friends with them now, you know? Hey, that's called, that's the brethren. As Jeremy Haas yeah. would say, that's the brethren. And just, and just, and, and for any cop, and it's an open invite, you know, a lot of these, these guys put themselves on the front line. Mm-hmm. We've got better equipment than any of these guys would ever imagine having. And I, it is, it's an absolute open invite. Anybody in a second that needs my equipment, my binoculars, you got somebody held down. You app, it's my number is open. You and you give it away. I mean, I'll meet you, get, get you my gear, you know, to, to save somebody else's life. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's you know? a great gesture. You know, and, and I know I think that those they don't they don't understand that too. And as we wind this down, people don't understand the technology and stuff that we do use to to you know to chase these these coyotes that are so elusive to some people and and others. But uh, but yeah, we do have some quality products that we that we run, and and you know that's that's something that that makes a good point. So. But I, I guess um, we're gonna we're gonna wind this down. I don't want to keep you guys all night long. I know you got wives and dinner and stuff to get to, and kids and families. And we we greatly appreciate you guys both coming on with us. And um, you know, hopefully, like I said, we'll see you here at, at headquarters soon. Congrats and, to a yeah. fabulous season. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you very much appreciate looking us up and uh, giving us the opportunity to to share our passion and uh, it's, it's really neat to see the passion you guys have even for what you do and to promote the sport. So thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Well guys, I, once again, I appreciate it and we'll um, go ahead and sign off and you guys have a great evening and uh, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the All right. 10%. Yeah.